Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. Quick thing on the intro, outro, I asked for your feedback. So far, the feedback is very much in favor of keeping the intro. And you might be wondering, well, why was there no intro this time? Because I just wanted to give another day or so for feedback to come in. But you can count on as long as there's not a landslide of ditch it, can't stand it uh, responses, then next week the intro will be back for those of you who have missed it because some of you actually said, I missed it last week. Okay, here's the scoop. I want to update you on tools for the trenches. I think I did this last week. I don't really remember. Uh, I did, in fact, because I do remember the messages I got in response. Still making a couple tweaks. Last week, I was in the studio recording the audiobook for Tools for the Trenches, which comes out at the end of October. And there were a few little things we had to adjust based on what it's like to read it out loud. And so I don't yet have the final, final, final digital version back, but we are still on track for an end of October launch of that book. And I will absolutely share more about that when we have it nailed down. And I haven't yet figured out what the book pre-launch team revision is gonna look like, but stay tuned, I'll figure it out. Also, this Thursday, which is 20-something. This Thursday, actually, let me look up the date so that I don't do a disservice to all of you. So this coming Thursday, the 23rd, this coming Thursday, the 23rd of September 2021, I'm doing a live webinar inside the 12 Weeks to Transformation. And the reason I'm telling you about it is because I'm doing it a little bit differently than how I typically do my coaching calls. And because of that, I want to make sure you know about it, because if it is going to serve where you're at and what you need, you're definitely going to want to grab your spot before the 23rd of September. What I did was ask everybody currently going through the 12 Weeks to Transformation, I posted in our Facebook group, and I said, what is getting in the way of whatever it is that you want to accomplish? What is the primary excuse or barrier that is getting in your way? And what I decided to do is coach on each one of those things. If this is your barrier, try this. If this is your barrier, try this. And these are some of the things that we're going to be talking about and giving strategies for. I wonder, do you hear the baby? Yeah. That is why Chris is not (laughs) recording with me right now. We are working through some lovely four-month sleep and feeding regressions. He's upstairs with a screaming monster. Monster is said as a term of endearment. My mom and my aunt always called us monster babies. Anyway, back to the point at hand. I asked very specifically, what is the barrier? What is getting in your way? And I'm going to coach one by one on those things on Thursday. Here are some of the things just so you can get a sense of if you need this or not. When life gets in the way. You have the best plans, but then something comes up and your schedule gets thrown off when that is your barrier. The argument of I'll start tomorrow. 
today's been tough. Today, I don't care. I'm going to start tomorrow. Then there's also a couple people said the thought of, I deserve this. I deserve this rest. I deserve this treat. I deserve this whatever. We're going to talk about that. There was also a bunch of stuff about shame or feeling discouraged, either because of how many times in the past you have dropped the ball or the notion of like how much time has gone by and you're not there yet. We're going to be talking about that and what to do about it and some strategies for handling that. Being too tired, fear of it being too hard, the work required to get there being too hard, impatience with the process, impatience with lack of results, distractions and wasting time. And lastly, the last one I'll talk about is all or nothing thinking being all in or all out, all on or all off. I am going to take these one by one and say, all right, this is the barrier we're talking about. Here are the strategies I want you to implement. Now, this call is just one of a bajillion parts of the 12 weeks to transformation, right? So I'm doing six of these calls, uh, two in September, two in October, two in November. But on top of that, you get the community of the 12 weeks to transformation where if you have a question, if you have a struggle, put it in there, you'll get tons of feedback from the group, but also coaching from me. And there's a challenge every single week for 12 weeks. You have a full year to go through all 12 of those challenges. On top of that, daily coaching audio messages. Every single day, there is an audio that goes with the week you are in, the challenge that you're focused on, so many different things. So if you want to be part of that, then make sure that you grab your spot before Thursday the 23rd. And the sooner the better because you get to get started as soon as you sign up. And again, you have a full year to go through it. Just go to primalpotential.com forward slash register. Primalpotential.com forward slash register to grab your spot. Okay, we're going to get to the questions. One quick thing before we do, the prize today, GBX Protein. That is the protein that I love I'll put a link to it in the show description. I like the vanilla and the chocolate. I typically do the chocolate a lot more than the vanilla. Lately, I've been on a little bit of a vanilla kick. I've been doing um, vanilla with spinach and frozen cauliflower, which you don't taste either of them, especially because the vanilla flavor comes through really strong and really creamy. And then I'll put in like mango or something. Anyway, that's what we're giving away. I will announce the winner at the end of the show. Questions, questions, questions. The first one says, can you talk about fear? I would love to go skydiving with my oldest child next year when he turns 18. And I'm so terrified that I'll be too scared and not be able to do it or I'll puke or I'll black out. But it truly is a desire. Fear stops me from doing fun, adventurous things because I'm afraid of pain and afraid of looking stupid. So a couple thoughts here. One of my mantras, and most of you have heard me say this before, this came from my walk in grief since my daughter died um, in 2020. And I say to myself, the feeling can ride with me, but it can't drive. So whether in this case that feeling is fear or the feeling is apathy or lack of motivation or the feeling is anxiety, The feeling can ride with me, but the feeling can't drive. The feeling can't make the choice. The feeling doesn't get a vote. So in this case, you can be scared. You can be afraid. You can be terrified. And 
do the thing, right? In this case, it's skydiving. You said it's truly a desire and you're afraid that the fear will stop you. I tell myself all the time, the fear can come with me or the anxiety can come with me or more for me, the sadness and the grief can come with me as I do the thing, but it doesn't get a vote on the thing that I'm going to do. It just doesn't get a vote. And that is a practice. That is a discipline because here's the deal. I always like to think of fear as a doorway. And on which side of the doorway are you going to live? Are you going to live on the proximal side because you don't go through that doorway of fear? Because that's, that's what this person is saying. It's, it stops them from doing fun, adventurous things. Understand, fear is not a barrier. Fear is an invitation. Fear is a doorway. Will you walk through it or will you not? The other thing is, the, the notion of like you, you don't do adventurous things because you're afraid of pain or you're afraid of looking stupid, I would challenge you to go out of your way to do things just because they will make you look stupid. Because that's the only way to overcome that barrier. Sarah Blakely, who is the founder of Spanx, I remember hearing her talk about how she does those kinds of awkward things all the time so that they're not a barrier to her in her life. She'll go into an elevator and she'll just randomly start singing. Not because she loves to do it, but because it makes her feel uncomfortable and she knows she has to invite those things. So I would challenge you, individual who wrote in this question, identify what is one thing you'll do this week that scares you? And also, what is one thing you will do this week even though you think it will make you look stupid, whether that is singing karaoke or anything like that, you have to actually bring it into your life. Those are my thoughts on that. The next question says, I'm really interested in the topic of joy, true joy. Sometimes I think I do stuff that is, quote, good by society standards or that should bring me joy, but I'd be interested to hear your perspectives on joy, finding joy, and what it feels like. This is definitely not my area of expertise. I am in no way a joy expert. I haven't studied joy. I can only speak of it from my perspective. So that's what I'll do. And really, that's true of most things that we talk about here. Um, I'm an expert in very, very few things. In terms of finding joy, I believe that comes from your personal values and I believe those change throughout our lives. So what is most important to you or even what you really enjoy and what you value will change. It will be different today than it was a year ago. And it'll probably be different in five years. And it'll almost certainly be different 10 years from now. So we have to first approach this from the perspective that we don't just figure this out once. We figure it out over and over and over again, and we don't have to know with any degree of certainty. Just like we talked about last week when somebody was talking about passion, and I said, bring it down a little bit. Like Passion can kind of be intimidating a lot of times because we think we have to know what it is, and if we don't know, that's a problem. With joy, it's the same thing. You don't have to know what brings you joy. That's not a problem to not know or happiness or peace or insert any word, right? You just have to be willing to be in the pursuit of it. 
And if you find something or you have something that you can say like, yes, this brings me joy, know that you should always be trying to play around with other things that bring you joy because it will change. It will change as you change and we all change all the time. So for me, I'm less concerned with being able to define what brings me joy. Where I would rather focus is, am I doing things in the pursuit of joy or joyfulness or happiness or peace or contentment or any, any word that you want to insert there? So this is one of the reasons that I really, really love the Changemakers Journal. And you've heard me say before that I created the Changemakers Journal when I was in a real funk after Dagny died. And I felt like nothing made me happy. There was no peace. There was also no productivity. And that's you know why the journal blends both productivity and fulfillment. But the reason that it helps with this topic of joy is because in addition to your primary goal, which could be money-related or health-related or business-related, you identify other areas of your life that you want to invest in. And for me, pleasure and fun, that, that's one of the areas. Now, I don't do something intentionally for pleasure or fun every day, but there's like this little grid where you list out all the areas of your life that you want to invest in outside of your primary goal, and you kind of keep track to make sure that at least several times a month, you're checking that box. So those other areas for me outside of my primary goal are my business, my finances, my home, my marriage, my role as a mom, my extended family, my friendships, networking, faith, and fun. And when I think about joy, sure, watching Roman do something new for the first time is super joyful. But that kind of happens naturally. When I think about fun or happiness, those are things that I'm pursuing outside of my role as a business owner, outside of my role as a mother. Like, what's something I could do that would be fun or that would spark joy? And sometimes the whole notion of joy is, is a too big of a starting point if you're just starting out. So you can just go with fun. Like, it would be fun to go out to dinner with my friend. It would be fun to... Uh, go swimming. It would be fun, whatever it is for you. But I'm, I keep track of how many days I intentionally pursue that. And when I'm looking at that chart, I could see, well, hey, I've invested in my marriage 14 times this month, but I've invested intentionally in fun or joy or whatever it is for you twice. That reminds me to, to go to that. In terms of what it feels like, I don't think that I could put it to words. For me personally, if I had to, it would be like that nothing else in the world matters in that moment. That's probably the best I can do. All right, the next question says, do you have any anxiety around Roman's health? Roman is my four-month-old son, for those of you that are new to the show. Do you have any anxiety around Roman's health due to COVID or due to what you went through with Dagny? If so, how do you manage it? Um, it would be interesting if Chris was here to, to weigh in on this because he would say no and he would mean it. He doesn't have anxiety due to COVID or due to our experience with Dagny as it relates to Roman. I, anxiety might be a strong word a lot of the time, but I do have, I guess it all depends on how we, how we think of it. I do worry more because of our experience in, in losing Dagny. 
and Dagny was born healthy and we brought her home healthy and we, you know, never suspected that anything was wrong. How do I manage it? One of the big things is staying grounded in reality and recognizing when it's invented. And what I mean by that is if I think, I'll give a perfect example. Um, When we went away last month to visit Chris's daughter and I made the mistake of renting an infant car seat from the car rental company because that's a, you know, very well-known car rental company and they offer when you go to their site, you know, do you need any accessories? An infant car seat was one of them. And I was like, oh, that's great. Then we don't have to travel with one. <laughs> Big mistake. Any parents out there never rent a car seat. We get there and our second flight was delayed. So we we were even worried that the place was still going to be open. And normally... If we had brought the car seat, no big deal. Uber, strap it in. So my first concern was, what do we do and how do we get to where we're staying if we don't have a car seat? They were open. We got the car seat. It was garbage. It, like, there's no way in the world that it passed any safety ratings on any planet. It was literally, it looked like a plastic fast food tray with a cushion on it and a buckle coming out the side. Like, it was so bad. And I knew that the options were like sleep overnight in the airport until a store wakes up, uh, opens up in the morning and we can go buy a car seat. And I wasn't comfortable sleeping in the airport with a four-month-old. Um, or, you know, put them in that car seat and drive back to the, to the place we were staying, drive to the place we were staying, and then go buy another one in the morning. So that's what we did. Uh, and as we were driving, I was like, if we were T-boned, he would have no protection. And in that moment, I was like, that's invented. Okay, that hasn't happened. I'm literally creating anxiety over something that is imagined. And that to me is a, is a no-go. I had already decided first thing in the morning, I, I literally ordered the car seat from Walmart. Uh, it wasn't a 24-hour Walmart. While I was in the car and set it for pickup at like 7 a.m., so I knew we just had to get from the airport to this place. And it wasn't like he was in my lap. Um, it's I'm recognizing when it is invented. And then I come back to reality. In reality, we are in the car. We are safe. It's late. The roads are clear. Chris is a good driver. Period. Like right now, we are safe. Tomorrow, we'll go get a car seat. I really find that almost all of the anxiety is invented. And I just refuse to do that. Like why our imagination can do beautiful, beautiful things. And it can also do really shitty things. And I'm not willing to use the power of my beautiful brain to create problems that don't exist. Now, another example is just today. It's part of why I'm recording this late and Chris, we just couldn't make it work for him to record with me. Um, today got totally screwy because I decided to take Roman to the pediatrician unscheduled because I was a little concerned about some of this four-month sleep regression stuff. He showed some signs that made me nervous. And in that moment, okay, it's not invented. This is real. This is a concern. Then I go to, so what can I do about it? Instead of what if this, what if that, what if the next thing, which sometimes my mind goes there. But when I catch it, again, that's invented. The what ifs are invented. And I'm not going to use the power of my beautiful brain to do that kind of craziness. 
So then I go to, if it's real, if it's not invented, what can I do about it? In that moment, it was, I can sit and worry and make myself crazy, or I can get him in to see the doctor. So that's what I did, you know? And if they think that I'm crazy, I don't care. I don't know those people. They went, they checked him out, all is well, he's healthy. Okay, I did what I could do. So it's dealing with what's actually happening and recognizing when you're inventing it. The next question, there's two more questions. I've seen your green protein smoothies on your Instagram stories, but I thought I remembered you saying a couple years ago that you didn't like to drink protein shakes. Do you like them now? Do you like them better than a normal breakfast? And can you share what you put in them? One of my personal rules is eat foods you love that love you back. So I'm not somebody that would eat something just because it's healthy. If I don't look forward to eating it, I'm not going to have it. The reason for that is there's been decades of my life where my idea of food that was healthy wasn't food that I looked forward to eating. And so while I would be physically satisfied after eating it, it didn't scratch that like enjoyable itch. And that's when I would be looking in the pantry or looking in the fridge 20 minutes after dinner because I wasn't satisfied. Physically, my needs were met, but I, for me personally, I want to enjoy my food. There are absolutely ways to eat for your goals and also really enjoy it. So that's why my rule is if I don't love it, I don't eat it, period. So I can tell you that, yes, I absolutely love the way that I make protein smoothies. Sometimes I'm not in the mood for them and I don't eat them when I'm not in the mood for them. Just the other day, I had my cabbage salad breakfast, even though I had been in a weeks-long protein smoothie routine because I just woke up and I wasn't in the mood. Or sometimes I just don't want to wash the blender, you know? <laughs> um, so yes, I do like them. I, d- I wouldn't say it's like better or worse than my, quote, normal breakfast. Right now, they are my normal breakfast, but I really believe in enjoying everything that you eat. What do I put in them? It depends on if I want to go with the chocolate protein or the vanilla protein. For the longest time, it was always chocolate. Only recently have I started using vanilla a little bit. When it's chocolate, I always, for liquid, either do water or unsweetened almond milk. You can use any unsweetened you know, milk product, whatever you like, or nut milk product, or coconut milk, whatever floats your boat, or water. Uh, so typically, that's unsweetened almond milk for me. If I run out, I just use water. Then instead of ice, I do frozen cauliflower rice. No, you cannot taste it. And then if I'm doing chocolate, it'll just be very simple chocolate protein and nut butter, and I'll throw in a scoop of probiotics. With the vanilla, I've been throwing in, same thing with the unsweetened almond milk, frozen cauliflower rice. I throw in some spinach, the vanilla protein, probiotics, and then usually um, mango or pineapple, depending on my mood. Last question says, I'm finding it difficult to explain the process of the 12 weeks to transformation to my husband. It has been such a huge part of my life, and I'd love for him to understand slash participate, but I also don't want to force it on him. How do you recommend including someone you love in something like this? My first question would be, does he want to be included? Has he shown any interest? Has he asked you about it? Because if he hasn't, 
then I would suggest starting with, hey, this is what I'm doing. Do you want to be a part of it? Or I would love for you to be included. It could be like this or like this or like this. Which do you feel most comfortable with, right? So, you know, you guys know Chris isn't into like personal development stuff or anything. So if I were in this situation where I was doing something like that and I wanted him to be a part of it, I would say, hey, I'm doing this thing. I wouldn't go into too much detail about it. I'm doing this thing. I'd love for you to be a part of it. I was thinking either I could just share with you when something comes up that I have learned from or think is interesting, or we could do it together, or there's like three or four different components, as with the 12 Weeks of Transformation, maybe you could just be part of one of them. So on the like minimal level, I can just tell you when I think something's interesting, or we can do it together, or either the weekly challenges, or maybe just the daily coaching audios, or Solution Central, or the weekly, or not the weekly, but the twice monthly live calls. Is there one of those that, that interests you more than the other? And, and I would just see where the conversation goes from there, keeping in mind that if they want nothing to do with it altogether, that's okay. They're not there yet, right? There was probably a time when you didn't, wouldn't want to be part of something like what you're a part of now. So, and it's actually a good question to end on. Remember, like we talked about at the start, the first of the live calls is Thursday the 23rd. So make sure to grab your spot if you haven't yet and you want to work with me through the end of the year. Don't forget you have a full year to go through the 12 weeks to transformation. It's just the the live calls are happening now, September, October, November. Primalpotential.com forward slash register to grab your spot. Primalpotential.com forward slash register. I hope I get the chance to work with you, but if not, we'll just keep hanging out here on the podcast. Everybody have a great night. I'll talk to you soon.